The great turning points in life are when two ideas smash into each other. Sometimes they come together too late. So it was for Wendy Kalman on the evening she died. On that evening, Wendy was sitting in the half-light of her kitchen. A summer sunset boiled egg yolk read through the window. She poured over the file open in front of her and tried to still her unease. She had read the words a thousand times, but today she sensed she was missing something. It was like an itch, a grain of sand that had worked its way against her skin in a place she could not reach. Justin and Sandra Pollock had died on Midsummer Day, 1997. They ate a simple meal, moved all their money into an offshore account in the Caribbean, put on white robes, and took overdoses together. While the drugs were taking effect, the cult leader doused their designer home in petrol and set it alight. Their bodies were found in the gutted remains of their own burned-out house. Wendy sighed. There was nothing new there. For a moment, before she closed the file, she looked at the photograph of a happy couple, smiling, at ease with each other. Dr. Wendy Kalman was small and erect with a gently curved nose. She wore a pair of oversized glasses. Her clients thought these gave her the look of a startled owl. The same clients found her a good listener and an insightful therapist, if a slightly distant presence. They could not know this, but she was often struck by the regret that her career was missing one piece in the jigsaw. She had never had her book published. She had read it so many times that there were deep creases in the brown folder. She had not known the Pollocks. She had never even met them, but she had the feeling that she knew them. Justin was a rising star in property development. Sandra was shy and, according to neighbours at the time, was slowly coming out of her shell. The police had investigated. Wendy had investigated too, in her own way, trying to understand how two people deeply in love, with their lives ahead of them, could come to the conclusion that they should take their own lives. The answer to that was in another file. That file had even more creases than the first one. This one was the bad guy of the story. Maybe it was home to her unsatisfied sense of unease. William Mackey disappeared on the same night Justin and Sandra Pollock died. A photograph showed dreaming eyes, a thousand-yard stare, a goatee beard, long hair. He was attractive, no mistake. It was no surprise to learn he had been diagnosed with a messiah complex by his first psychiatric doctor. Somewhere he had slipped through the system, and by 1997 he had arrived in the village of Benham as a penniless drifter. He did some odd jobs, gardening work around the village, espousing ideas about interplanetary life forms, the end of the world, and transcendence through death. He was considered a charming eccentric. Unknown to all, he was building a small cult, following for his ideas. A following that included the Pollocks.